0: Hi, this is Janesh.
1: And this is Pranab. You tune in to the 30 Minute Hustle podcast.
0: 30 Minute Hustle is a community of performers with a story to tell. We believe that each individual has a distinct path towards achieving their goals and are obsessed to learn about their process.
1: As a platform to bridge the gap between knowledge creators and seekers, we hope the journey will inspire you to accelerate your growth. Welcome to the network of knowledge, mindset and practice.
0: Hey everyone, I hope you're keeping safe. This week we're doing a special episode on Covid given the current situation in India is getting worse day by day. We thought we should get an expert to speak about it. We have Dr. Rachit Negi, the Head of Infectious Diseases for Uttarakhand and Assam. He has also done his Masters in Public Health from John Hopkins. And I hope you enjoy this episode and also find it very informative.
2: I have done my MPH from John Hopkins School of Public Health and then finished and then came to India and joined a lot of organizations who work in different capacities, in different roles, from uh, implementation to research, you know, monitoring evaluation. So I've done a lot. So currently my role is in PATH, so CHRI basically, it's a a PATH affiliate in India So where we are uh, implementing G project, it's joint effort for elimination of TB, tuberculosis, as well as infectious disease. So uh, we are implementing in approximately 10 states, so I'm taking care of two states, Uttarakhand and Assam. So Uttarakhand I majorly work uh, for three districts and Assam for 10 districts uh, Mm -hmm. I work for. Yeah, in yes, Assam. Um, so where my uh, PPM, when you say state PPM, PPM means public-private mix because you have to, you know, work with public as well as private. So I work with both, uh, The my work is majorly the coordination between the public and the private. When you say public, public means government and the private means the doctors, the association, the Indian medical association, the Indian patriotic associations and not many organizations. So my major work is in the coordination and then sensitizing about the program, the new algorithms or new treatment regimens have been, you know, uh, introduced. So I go and conduct the CME. CME is continued medical education in which I sensitize them about the program, the, you know, the current, uh, the trend, what is happening in infectious disease, how many people, you know, uh, they have to notify because um, as you're aware, all the infectious disease has to be notifiable. You cannot, you know, it's notifiable. So it's under the government of india guidelines it has to be notified so i uh you know help them in notification because there's an hmis platform for the tuberculosis. it's called mixture portal so it has an app-based system the sms-based system and the web portal system so everyone every case which comes to a doctor and diagnose uh, either it's clinically or non-clinical diagnosis of tb it has to be di- it has to be notified on that platform hmis so that everyone uh, even from the like, if you say district. So they block the strict state and the national team, they are on the same page, you know, they want to see how many patients are being notified. Plus, what happens, central TV divisions, every year give notification, uh, you say, uh, the target to the state. For example, Uttarakhand, we got 32,000 uh, notification. We have to, you know, cash for 32,000 people. They have an estimate, like they do the surveys, a prevalent survey. you know, they estimate from the population of the state, how many people can be suspected of tuberculosis. And then they give the, uh, due the prevalence data, they give the number of cases, you know, notifications. So that is basically what we get every year from the central TV division. So that's why we have to notify them. So this is uh, my major work for Uttarakhand and Assam. Assam, I work naturally remotely, but of course i and Based out of Uttarakhand, so I work in That was a
0: very detailed description of uh, what you do. Uh, mm-hmm. for uh, uh, for some of our audience who are um, who are who just want to like know about um, how you got into public health and why public health awareness is, is so important mm-hmm. as a study and uh, uh, how y- you working in the public awareness and the and the public private private uh, uh, the ppm you said yeah uh, so how that is uh, how that came about and and how that how important that is and about this public health
2: awareness so uh, public health i always have an interest to uh, speak- so study, first of all, public health, my passion to study public health. Public health, uh, because when I started in Hopkins, everyone says, you know, my professor used to say, when you step out of your house, everything is public health, because, you know, you're moving out, it's not public health, it's not about health, health is a very holistic thing, right? It's road safety, it's uh, how you are, you know, sanitation, hygiene, your, uh, because everything is very holistic, these are all social determinants, right? So uh, whatever determinants, like every determinant is interlinked. You cannot like it's education, it's your, whatever societal things are there, everything is, you know, health is one of the component of it. You know, you can't uh, uh, say health is, you know, something separate or something you have to study separate, right? So public health is my passion to study public health and then my aim was because and uh, to be very honest, thanks to COVID, because people have realized what public health is all about. Because in India, when you run public health, no one realized what public health is all about. Of course, work is going parallel. Of course, government national programs are running up. A lot of programs are going in this, you know throughout the nation, but people were aware. You know, this is something public health. now when we do COVID, people have realized, you know, how our health systems are. How you know, it's a it's like fragmented health system. Because if you if you see the news and everything, you see, uh, the majorly the maximum chunk of inflation is the tertiary, care. you know, big hospitals, big general you know, hospitals are there where they're involved, you know, and the secondary, in the primary uh, level, where the where you talk usually about prevention, you know, uh, you don't give the curative treatment, you only give. Prevention strategy. so these are you know kind of ignored. They are not you know into much of system services, especially the primary level. Of course, uh, the primary level system is focused, and everything is on routine. You know, but the ASHA, AN, and the frontline workers who are working the grassroots level, the primary healthcare system, they are all overburdened with a lot of work like immunization. They are with now the you know they have lot lot of surveys also at the block level, at the village level. They have lot of uh, things. So. Public health is something uh, very much, you know, diversified in the country like India. But of course, when you talk about uh, system, health system, how it works, how, it, you know, the, the interconnection between the health system. Basically, the systems are, globally, health systems are everywhere the same. But, the you know, everywhere you see global. There is a very good connection of reference system, you know, from primary to secondary to, second to tertiary, you know. What happens in India, people go directly to tertiary. Like even you are sneezing, even if you are having fever, you will, you know, go to the hospital or probably the doctor says get admit, right? So what happens? Every hospital has a limited bed occupancy. When you talk about bed occupancy, so if you are admitted out of fever or something, you know, which you can get easily at you your home, right? So you are uh, engaged. You are, you know, doing the bed occupancy uh, is uh, there. So. Uh, this is the, it's the time when the country is facing current COVID. Everyone says that there is no pets, there is no, you know, in the hospital. So, the burden is usually in the tertiary care. What about the secondary the primary care, like the prevention? Because uh, it's the second wave of COVID, right? From the first wave, everyone, the every uh, leader, everyone is saying about the, uh, you know, they are, they are basically making people aware through campaigns, through, you say, print media, through, you know, IEC material, through a lot of. Broadcasting on the televisions, advertisement, in care of you know the same like Amitabh Bachchan is saying right, you know uh, you, you have to do hygiene practice and everything right. But who, uh, but when it's it's almost in tears, after you know the first wave, second wave. So it, it, we have been shown like how prepared we were for the second wave. Probably we could have done much better. Yes,
1: and uh, it's it's quite interesting that you you spoke about how COVID has propelled the uh, the whole. Uh, Direction of how public care is looked into, and you know, especially in a country like India, where sanitation is also always put on the back door. Uh, yeah. You know, th- this is a great time for our, I mean, our public to also understand what is cleanliness and what is sanitization. And I know it's an extremely difficult job uh, what you do because understanding from a primary level to a tertiary level and the transition of how healthcare is given across this medium is extremely difficult. And how are you getting these numbers, Doc? And, you know, like, uh, how do you go into these places and convert this data to make sure that right decisions are taken from the top?
2: So there are a lot of dashboards, right? Uh, the government, uh, especially when you talk about the people have realized now the important digital health, right? So they have prepared a lot of dashboards. If you say every state has made a state-specific dashboard for COVID data capturing. Plus, the government had HMI system. It was from late, from long, five to ten years back when the data was captured from the grassroots you know uh, to the national level plus there are a lot of surveys you know uh, the district surveys the national health surveys always always being there. in the uh, you know it's uh, every government uh, does that right but the thing was that uh, converting that data into you know uh, it, it's just a raw data right because you want, you want everyone is aware sometimes you know just to get the data you have to do you know uh, they just have to fill the numbers uh, but. No one knows the absolute number because no one knows the universe, what the universe is all about, right? Well, we don't know what the universe is, right? So that is something which we have to think about the data and uh, how the data is captured, from where the data is coming in, how the data is converting into the, uh, you know, the bar chart, the diagram, which is helping the policymaker to make the decisions. So that is something very critical component, uh, which we should, you know, talk about from the, because every data is not, Captured at a national level. It's coming from the grassroots level. It's getting filtered at uh, you know, then district level is getting filtered, it can be state level, then it's come to national level. There are three systems which are you know uh data. So my uh, my you know my major concern is about the credibility, how the credible the data is, how who is capturing the data, what authenticity is in. Then when the data is coming, the problem with the data is uh, confidentiality. You know, everyone is hearing these days, you know, data leaking and everywhere. It's a very uh, everyone. You know, so it is also one of the critical component because uh, what information is captured because every every information as it's you me or anyone. Like our, we don't want our information to be you know put on the public. You, you domain, don't want right?
0: it to be skewed or you don't want it to have like very yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, public dimension. No one should access those. You know, because, I, because some some information probably maybe you know very secretive or something very you know which I don't want even because uh, if i'm sure everyone is aware that covid has shown how much stigma is there right yes stigma is also there right so if information gets leaked or something a lot of stigma
0: what are the different kinds of ways that you uh, at uh, uttarakhand and assam are, are tackling these sort of like uh, uh, these sort of issues how are you doing it differently
2: so basically, what we are doing, we are capturing the data. We are all dependent on the government system because nothing you cannot make you know on the chain, uh, in, uh, at one night you can't make the dashboard and capture data because uh, creation of that dashboard is not a problem. The problem is training. You know the training is a critical component. You like if you create something new or if you add something new on a dashboard, also you have to train the health healthcare personnel because they have to go and capture data from the real time basis. So training is a very critical component. So what we are relying, we are relying on the Hold whatever the dashboards are available, mm-hmm. we are adding new components. For example, I'll tell you in uh HMI system for the mixture which I was talking about, TD, right? So that is a very uh approximately five, four or five years old HMI system, right? So when the COVID came, now they have added a COVID component to that. Where, when they are taking the patient's information either the patient's negative or a positive patient, right? So that kind of uh you know they are adding few features to the uh dashboard. So that is something which very uh, we are capturing. It's very critical. It's yes. Very
1: critical times. Yeah. So that that's the way only we are. Uh, Absolutely. Managed. So um, when you go, when you dig into the data, especially around uh, how decisions are taken for COVID, and you know how public has to be monitored, and yeah. if if you look into the historical trends, how do you, how do you see this disease breaking into, and you know what what is going to happen from your from your perspective?
2: So, um, as you said, if you see the history, the history says every hundred years a pandemic comes. Last pandemic was Spanish flu, which was in nineteen uh, fourteen or sixteen. It started in eighteen, it so Because usually when the disease become pandemic, it takes around two to three years to get it normal, because every country is having a different, you know, and the virus virus is mutating, you know, uh, mutating uh, sometimes within the human and sometimes outside the human also mutating, right? So no one knows which kind of strain. Anyone can have. So I was reading a report uh, just a few hours back in Chandigarh. PGI they have a sample. Sixty one percent people what sample they have? They have a UK stain, right? So how come UK stain is so prevalent in India now? People are of course because UK is quite far off. So how you know people are coming in and you know in Punjab and Chandigarh, a lot of people come from UK, US. You know they are bringing lot of stains. So when the same will come to India, probably it may mutate according to the temperature, according to the condition, according to the lot lot of things uh, factors playing for the virus. So there's something very critical uh, to say. But of course, when you say about course sort of a pandemic, and when you say from the like from last what uh, the Spanish flu was, so it takes time. Plus, what I think is we have to devise strategy, state strategy, because if you see the COVID numbers and everything, it's not you know every state don't have the same numbers. And these are the numbers which are getting notified, you know. There are so many missing cases also who are not even coming to the system, right? These are the only, only patients who are coming and getting tested. So, what is uh like, there are also people, you know, who are not coming to the system, probably they are taking home remedies, they are, you know, we are at home, probably they are thinking that, you know, if we are going to get a test done, there is going be a social stigma and then, you know, so many factors play in that, to be honest. So, that, that is something we have to devise a strategy and what I think is uh, I, whatever vaccinations we have, India have now two vaccination, two vaccine and um, COVID shield, right? So what I suggest is we should vaccinate more and more people. It should be open for everyone. You know, it should be voluntary basis. It should not be, like you know, age specific Because if you have seen the trend, now the new cases are coming into the people who are less than 45. Yes. yes. They're all less than 45, right? Because the reason is that because all have to go for work, they have to move out of office, they have, you know, they have to go for a and earning, right? So everyone is going out probably thinking that, you know, the first state was majorly prevalent in the whole po- old population. So now this pain is coming to ch- children as well as uh, young population of the country. And as you all know, everyone knows that India has not many young population, not many young children so they should have to change the government have to change
0: strategy now vaccination should be open for all that so, is something. so uh, uh, there is also a lot of like uh, what we call it what we think how we how we see it is is a lot of public fatigue in terms of what we've gotten used to with covid like when the first wave came we took it so seriously and now that the second wave is coming um we aren't really taking it as seriously as we should so um it's 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 very uh, what do you say it's, it's 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 like a fatigue that we're used to it now that we think that it is okay we can still tide over it but like you said uh, do you think this will continue as a two three year trend and if it does continue do you think the vaccinations will also need to have like booster shots and uh, how do you see this I, I, uh, how do you see this as a as a vaccination side and how awareness needs to be? So
2: so to be honest, it all depends what uh, the what the vaccination has, uh, the people who have you know scientists have said that the vaccination the uh, efficacy of the vaccination maybe for the one year, it's, you know one then you have to go there for the shots. But the major the problem in India is the population. If you see the you know the speed what we are vaccinating, if you see the trend as we compare the globe, we are the last you know people who are vaccinating. But it all depends on population you know. We have um, we have vaccinated roads but still the population is too much you know. Yes. So the it is, it is something very difficult to reach sometimes to people you know. Plus if, if everyone is aware that even people are showing resistance. If 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 recall in you know a few months back when the vaccination rolled out actually, many of the people were resistant to yes. get this vaccine. Yeah. A lot of vaccinations were getting wasted, to be very honest, in a lot of centers, you know, because they were because no one knows the side effects, you know, and yeah. there was always it's not about COVID vaccines, it's a, it's a, any vaccination, whatever vaccination comes in, even in India, low people are hesitant because, you know, everything is it's something new you, you are making entry in body, right? So, probably some uh, you will get some, you know, uh, kind of so it's, it's a risk factor to be very honest for everyone, you know, and a vaccination plays. Different role in different people. probably if I get vaccinated, I may not get fever. If you get vaccinated, you may get fever, right? So, it depends on body to body, person to person. So, it's it's something very. Uh, but but still, the we really have India really have to vaccinate people on the war footing note because at least with the first dose of the vaccine, because at least people get little bit of you know some kind of antibody in the body. Absolutely
1: fine. Yes, 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 Dr. Rajat, uh, uh, on point here. So another question that you know a lot of our audiences have also had is that uh, how much vaccine can India produce and how many people can get vaccinated? Because we are the biggest producer of vaccines in the world, but yet we're so slow in adaption and our population is not getting uh, vaccinated on the war foot, as you just mentioned. So where is where is our uh, you know national views on that?
2: So I'm not sure if we are the news two, three days before, that uh, the prime minister said that you know we are like at any 55 lakhs doses were administered and 66 lakhs were you know exported out of India. It was something in the news, right? So, I don't know the absolute numbers, but it was something like this in the news, right? So, that is something we have to focus. We have to, when uh, the PM says, Atanirwar Kharaqs, right, they talk about, you have to sell this sufficient right? First, then you have to vaccinate your people, right? I know every every country is happening, but uh, developed countries have different public health, you know, challenges, system and everything. But India has something very different. So, what, basically what I have done, if you see if you see the first wave, what first wave and they have like a reverse migration people are people have come from all the uh, you know urban areas who are working out they have all come to villages mm. so villages the burden has been increased majorly on the frontline workers right and plus they have less access to the healthcare services Yeah. so that was challenge you know so to, sometimes it's hard to reach areas sometimes they have to go and they have to see people they have to you know so there is something uh so what is a big challenge is, for example, if every population in India, like in the US, every US Canada, people are linked with social security number, right? So people know, you know, uh, they they can track people easily. But in Aadhaar, we have a lot of challenges, you know. Uh, probably Aadhaar can be a good link, you know, to least track people, you know, to get the vaccination done. But I'm very glad that you know the government has created you know Aarogya Setu and covaxin vaccine you know, kind of digital system in which we are tracking on the real-time that At least people know, you know, uh, who are already being vaccinated now. So that is something a big challenge for the government to manage so much of population. The population is one of the biggest challenge, you
0: know. We've spoken uh, and we've heard a lot about herd immunity, doctor. Um, with the current pace that we are administering vaccines in India, why do you see herd immunity? When do you think herd immunity is going to uh, uh, going to happen, and do you think that is the best way for us to tackle this?
2: So, so herd immunity is something when more than 75% of the population or 80% of the population will get COVID, right? Because then, otherwise, there's no herd immunity, and probably we are all living and we are not vaccinated at this For example, even myself, I'm not vaccinated now, so it is my immunity who is acting right. Because, see, when I say about infectious disease, right? So, when you talk about TB, which I say. So, India says that 40% of people have TB, but it will only get into action when it's a latent TB, right? It's a sleeping TB, right? So, whenever your immunity is low or you know you are immunocompromised, so the TB, you know, you will get a disease. So, that is the same factor with the COVID also. For people whose immunity is weak or who are undergone surgeries, who are undergone any transplants, who are undergone you know, who are having comorbid conditions, so they are getting, they are catching the COVID uh, quickly as compared to the other. Chunk of population So herd immunity plays an important role, but it will take time to you know get herd immunity.
1: So, uh, in in terms of uh, you know the herd immunity going on around different, uh, are you seeing different clusters getting more immune? To this? And especially there's a lot of movement of uh, from urban areas to tertiary areas. Uh, so, are these clusters developing uh, rapidly, or what? What's your views on that?
2: you can say uh, it is basically community approach right for example i think example uh, everyone knows Dharavi it's a very urban slum in mumbai right so uh, it was like a super spreader there right Just, uh, it was spreading covid spreading very quickly there so what i think what uh, there is no study to be honest uh, done till now but i think community may have come in there mm. because you know because people live in so close community you talk about community because uh, there a lot of urban slums, it's, it's is one of the examples, but in India, every city has so many urban slums and, um, you know, in the outskirts of a city. So probably, you know, at some point of time, they may have, got, uh, you know, herd immunity. So herd immunity, you know, I cannot talk about the country, I can only talk about the community because uh, any intervention or anything starts on the community. Like it's a closed environment where, you, you know, you live. you. Uh, you know spend time together yeah. and it's very challenging you know to segregate those people To be very, honest. very
1: and, and in in terms of uh you know like how other countries would have probably tackled this like you know a good example would be probably singapore because the size is also smaller do you think we can get uh work on some examples that we can you know like uh, recreate in india to develop this
2: we should we should uh we should Replicate the examples, for example, in New Zealand, Australia, they have contained the COVID, right, because they have been the strategy. First of all, when the case came, they have stopped international flights completely. Until now, uh, I'm sure you must have heard immigration is still space, but, you know, they are uh, sending very few. They are not giving the visa. They have, you know, restricted the entry to 2022 They have said that. So they have to devise a strategy, right. So, plus, of course, vaccination is something which they are doing, uh, that is fine. But, of course, they have to, you know, the inflow of people, you know, who are coming in the country, that has to be stopped, that has to be mutually stopped. Uh, these countries are very small, very, uh, you know, population. The thing is that there, if you see the houses are also very, you know, far, it's not that, you know, closed clustered houses are there. So, there's a lot of, uh, so actually people are doing social distancing, of course, everyone says from starting social distancing is one of the key strategies, you know, to, for this uh, disease. Not COVID. Every infectious disease to be very honest. You have to social distancing. If, if, like for example, uh, if you see anyone coming from, like not when COVID was not, not there, I'm, I'm sure when you see tourists, a lot of people from Japan, a lot of people from China, they always used to wear masks. You used to say, you know, why they are wearing masks because there is nothing, you know. So the thing is that these kind of, you know, pandemic was epidemic in their country. A lot of people, you know, uh, like it, it was not global, but of course in their own country. It, it's not like that they are, they are uh, you know, scared of pollution or something, but they, of course, China has more pollution than India, but they are only scared of infectious because there is a lot of, you know, eruption of infectious disease when they are in their own country. So they were quite cautious. To be
0: do, you, do you think vaccine passports are going to really help in, in sort of at least uh, people traveling from, at least essential uh, people who need to travel to meet family? you think that would be one way to go about it?
2: Vaccine passport are fine. Uh, if you heard of? There's a yellow fever in Africa, so there's a yellow card, immigration card, which they you know you have to declare that you know you have got the vaccination of traveling to Africa. So that is something kind of thing which they can add as a checklist. Mm-hmm. So that is very. But but of course uh, it can only be tracked if it's digital, you know, mm-hmm. because in India everyone knows that a lot of forgeries also there. People are getting negative reports, you know, they are. Uh, they are requesting doctors to make because they have a lot of commitment. people have put in marriages you have to travel you have to everything so, yes. yeah, so so many people they, you know they take a lot of other channels too you know to get the things done but of course uh, if it's digital and if it's linked to something like like in social security in the US Canada if it's linked to something like Aadhaar or yes. something you know digital card can be given yeah. for example now the government has rolled down the national digital health mission NDHM so probably if something can be created or model can be created, you know, for uh, creation of a card, Ayushman Bharat card, for example. So something, if, uh, if things can be integrated, it may be a good, you know, uh, to movement. I, I will not say vaccine passport for outside, but I'll say vaccine passport even to travel within India also. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being vaccinated is another one thing. And I would I would like to get some insights on the efficiency of vaccinations and also the efficacy of vaccinations. Uh, made in India or what we're being addressed to?
2: So, uh, efficacy uh, in India, as everyone knows, that efficacy uh, they have done a lot of trials. Some trials, because due to the COVID was coming so high, probably some clinical trials, three they have to stop and then they have to administer the vaccination because and clinical trial the third stage was you know running parallel. Uh, and they have been started administration, the efficacy is, you know, they have, uh, so they say 70%, 65%, 70%, but to be honest, it depends on person to person, because everybody takes the vaccination, because there is, uh, you know, inbuilt immunity also, right, so uh, it depends on how much, you know, you are doing the vaccination, how much you are, uh, you know, you are taking the vaccination, and then how much immunity is increasing, so probably if the immunity is weak for one person, probably it's only one shot, right? Probably the immunity increases mm. because of, because the uh, ideology of the vaccination is to increase the immunity. A part of immunity, government has also said that you can you may use Ayurveda as a, you know to increase immunity. You use the haldi, you use you know lemon, increase amla, use of amla and all that. So all that means basically to boost the immunity. So once your immunity is strong, you will catch you know you are less prone to the uh, virus. That was all ideas all about. So, efficacy, as I uh, as I say, that you have heard in the news, a lot of people who have got two shots also, they are also getting COVID positive. They are also getting positive, right? So, but the symptoms are not severe. You know, the uh, the symptoms are not severe. So, vaccination is something which will make you safe. Uh, probably, uh, when you talk about fatality, probably person will not become person won't die. At least, you know, life can be saved. That is something.
0: What what are you seeing in terms of uh, uh, in terms of the after effects of COVID? Once you get COVID, um, the, some people are having a prolonged, you know, symptoms uh, like very small, symptoms, like exhaustion a lot. So, is that going to be prevalent for someone who gets COVID? Should is there something that we can be be ready for?
2: Probably because um, when even the literature says that the sign symptoms probably will last for long. But what thing I have seen is what I think and I foresee is a lot of mental health issues because you know a lot of here, uh, a lot of you know hesitancy, in people resistance in people, people not mixing up. Of course, you know people can't travel, right? So there a lot of people have lost their jobs, people have lost you know a lot of things have come to this COVID. COVID has brought a lot of things to people, right? So probably what I think is a surge in mental health conditions, mm-hmm. and uh, I was seeing the data a few days back. Uh, they say the new strain. The new strain is now it's causing it's causing 22 percent of higher neurological problems. You know, okay. So that may be one of the you know reasons for the mental like, for example, people will get going to anxiety, mood swings, depression. So that you know, it's a mental health disorder, short short surge which you will see after
1: so, pandemic. Yes, so this this would probably also increase the need of people talking about stigmas and mental health, which is not quite practiced in our country. So. Absolutely. Or uh, as as a state lead in uh, infectious disease, do you also have these protocols for mental health coming out? Yeah. so
2: mental health is one of the very food area to be honest in India because there's not of uh, first of all there is not a good, you know mental mental professional, first of all, which is psychiatrist, psychologist. It's, it's approximately to serve just one or two personal population. You know, mm-hmm. for every uh, ten thousand or twenty thousand people, there's one psychiatrist You know, so that is something which government have to think. You know, they have to do some bridging course or they have to introduce some courses. You know, at least to identify the people with mental health conditions. just Identification is important, critical component. Once the person is identified, then probably the you know SOP or something they can be. Laid out so that the protocol should be you know uh, it can be replicated from state to state but of course we need first of all personal them. you know uh, the person who should be identified uh, and that also majorly now into rural settings mm-hmm. because many people have lots of jobs they have migrated like a reverse migration came from urban and rural areas uh, you know and rural areas there is an access at least access to health services forget the mental health first access to and then they are coming to the houses they are starting from scratch you know that is something a big challenge for the government to, mm-hmm. uh, because when you say uh, the people are reverse migrating, the government have to reverse the strategies. You know, yeah. That
0: are That's actually a very important point because we never, I never thought of it because it's always that we think. I think speak about mental health, and there are only a very few people who actually understand and who have access to it. But now with the reverse migration and so many people going back, we we have to also be very aware of it, and they also need to. Learn little yeah. more about it,
2: and the frontline workers has to be trained because yes. uh, they are the only people who they are in contact with, right? They have to identify probably because sometimes what everyone you know if you the rural areas, so there are a lot of faith healers, there are a lot of you know traditional healers. So they will say, okay, uh कोई the uh, or something agya, you know. They will say like that, right it, it's yeah. very uh, word, right? So they don't know what the problem is all about. So they have to go to the, you know, uh, at least they we have trained those personnel to identify the problem so that they can be referred. As I stated before, uh, we have everything in system in place in India, but only the, the challenge is the local system because the three healthcare systems—primary, secondary, tertiary—when you talk about, there is no referral. Mm. The referral has to be there, right?
1: The, the only uh, gap is the referral gap. And and doc, uh, with with the second wave currently going on, you know, like there's a lot of uh, uh, limelight in media about how the nation has not prepared for it, and hospitals running out of beds, ICU uh, allocation is not uh, efficient, uh, lack of ventilators, lack of oxygenators. So as, as I'm also part of this, uh, I'm in the healthcare industry as well. So we get calls asking for 200 ventilators on a weekly basis or oxygenators on weekly basis. Why why wasn't there enough preparation happening for this? So
2: uh, that is something which I'll say again, it it depends, uh, first of all, what uh, your strategy, right? What's our learning from the first wave, right? See, if Everyone knows in India the health system is very broken when you talk about As you all grow up, you know, in the facility. like for example, I'm living in my area, I don't know the, you know, the government facility or dispensary, the PHC or a basic dispensary where I can get free services. I'm not aware, to be very honest. You know, and even I'm sure everyone is not aware of what service where the access has to be given, right? So, um, every and what and if to get access. You will not get personal when you get personal you don't get equipment right so it is, it is a very you know it's not something which you can uh, put um you say it, it's not something which you can you know blame one person you have it's, it's a system you know it's a system failure when you talk about a health system failure it's a system failure it's not one person failure right so government has to devise, devise a strategy so what my uh, my question the government even the same is, like from one year what you have learned you know. Uh, there's a second wave now, what in one year, what they have learned, what are their learnings, right, because these learnings are the gaps. These are the real gaps, yeah. from this real gap, they have to close the gap, gap is something which they have to close, if, and gaps are closed, then only a policy is devised right, so policy policy making is something important, and policy making, see, everything is on paper, right, but visually policy making is something which you have to implement also, right. Uh, because, uh, to be honest, currently even no one knows what the universe is. How many hospitals are there? How many private doctors are? There, how many you know? Patients. That's what I'm saying. That some few people you know, it's not about COVID. Probably they have asthma, they have TB, they have other disease. probably they are getting you know breathlessness or fever or anything. So people are linking everything to COVID now.
0: So uh, what you're saying is very right, uh, Doctor Rachid, because. Uh, uh uh, at least like what you said, we rarely go, we always go to our, like, uh, we never really go to our primary health centers. And and what has happened very surprisingly, uh, in my family, at least because in Tamil Nadu, uh, people above the age of 45 can get vaccinated. Um, surprisingly, we found that, you know, we had a, till then we didn't really realize that we had a public health center right down our road in our area. And it was really refreshing to see that, that uh, my parents could just go there, it was hassle-free and they could sort of, you know, uh, get their vaccination in a matter of 10 minutes. And we yeah. rarely actually think about it. And as citizens also, we also need to become more aware and more adopt uh, adopt the idea that, you know, a public health center is not something that is lesser than your... Uh, uh, like you said, your tertiary or the, or the biggest or hospital that you go to, and that could be one way that we can also be uh, responsible about how we don't overburden
2: the system. System plus, what I think is the government should, uh, you know, at least geotag those systems. Right, everyone has these smartphones yes. nowadays, right? Yes. So at least an app can be made a person can find a nearby doctor or a PHC or CHC where they can go. You know, yes. at least the basic. Uh, doctor name, mobile number, or email, or whatever. So, probably you know, a, a, sometime a teleconsultation will work. Right? It's not about you have to go physically because of COVID, but of course, telemedicine is something which is coming up. Before people have realized the importance of telemedicine. But yeah. of course, that's what I'm saying that uh, to get the services, first you should know the universe. What is near to you? you no, know? if you don't know the, you don't know the denominator. How are you putting the numerator? On. Yes, yes. You don't know the denominator. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, Doc, like, how do you uh, what do you see a way forward for 2021 and how do you see lockdowns coming in and what are your views on, is it actually necessary to lockdown or what are your views on that?
2: So, uh, lockdown is essential only just to stop the transmission chain. Lockdown are lockdown will only, you know, uh, probably if you say, in, if what, I was just reading the news actually day before yesterday, uh, in 1 lakh case in the US, it took 26 days. In India, it took 11 days, right? So, because of population, first is critical. Then, secondly, lockdown will only help to, uh, you know, uh, at least it will slow down the pace. It will not, uh, you know, I'll not say it will, you know, it is the transmission, to be very honest. It will just, uh, like, for example, India uh, underwent under, I think, four or five months of strict lockdown, right? When no one was. So, if that lockdown will be helpful, why the right, second day? shouldn't know second, the, the chain has stopped, right? So that is not something the lockdown. The lockdown strategy has to be state specific. I'll say community specific, a block specific, district specific, or a state specific. It's it's their duty, it's their duty to make an action plan and then you know share and then work upon it, right? And I'll say in India, what public health has the biggest challenge is monitoring. The monitoring is a very critical component. Uh, if you do any program, any implementation, whatever you do, there's a lot and lot of issues monitoring. Monitoring as it means real monitoring. It's not like uh, you are doing monitoring for the sake of monitoring, but, but real time monitoring because from monitoring if the monitoring is done, then impact has to be evaluated. The gaps, has the real gaps come in and then you have to close those, those gaps. So what I think is it, is it has to be state-specific, it has to be area-specific. Yes. And I they agree. have to do a contained zone. Like it, everything has to be contained.
1: And uh, if if uh, if you if you know, you know like give out a brief uh, uh advice to the public or population and you know uh, you want to put out an awareness uh campaign or what what would you put out on a billboard which which is given to you.
2: Uh, I'll only just say, as W H F M is saying, you know, you have to maintain social distance. It's not about COVID, it's not about anything. It's about infectious disease, right? If it's TB, if it's COVID, if it's any infectious disease, you have to maintain social distancing uh, wherever it's possible. Because of course, in India, everywhere social distancing is not possible. To be very honest, but of course, wherever it's possible, just maintain social distancing. Wear a mask. Uh, at least you know, uh, have some space. Uh, you know, uh, I'll say. Good hygiene practice as in when you are sneezing put a hand if, if you don't have any you know mask or a handkerchief you can use on your face and that's and, that, and you wash your hands because if, i'm sure uh covid has taught people a lot, of, a lot of hand washing techniques about you know hands and it, 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 So it may have reduced many of the disease also to be honest because people are not washing hands for one year sanitizing you know so that is something which uh, probably COVID has helped people to uh, reduce some kind of disease. But of course, this is something uh, they really have to follow. If COVID is there, if COVID is not there, these are something which we really all have
1: to follow. Uh, uh thank you so much, Doc, for you know uh, coming on board and you know giving us a in detailed uh, a perspective of what we should do. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. I, I I really understand it's extremely precious as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the 30-Minute Hustle podcast. You can follow us on Instagram for all our latest updates. Until next time, signing off. This is Pranab and my co-host Janish.